This is the People's Podcast, The Bunt, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. always we have another guaranteed barn burner on our hands this week i'm d jones i got the ghost with me as always ants one behind the scenes it's a cool thing still ghosts break down what we're working with this week big episode big big things in studio e we got grant yancer in the building Yo, trust me, just because he ain't kick-flipping 20 stairs don't mean this interview ain't popping, explosive, great stories, made a new homie, and I'm super glad he came on the pod. Then we taking y'all straight to the post office. There's a big return, yo. Oh, my God. Stay tuned for the (laughs) post office. We got the voice note we've been waiting for for quite some time. And then we go on to the rundown. You know what time it is. Of course, we're talking Jordan. And uh, I'm not sure what else, so stay tuned, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Like you said, he ain't kick-flipping 20s, but he'll boardside damn near anything you put in front of him. Real shit. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe on YouTube at The Bunt Live. And if you're feeling extra nice and want to support The People's Podcast, head over to patreon.com slash The Bunt. Say... It's that time. Shout out of the week. What you got? We gonna keep it close to the jacket. Is that a saying? I'm not sure. But the homies at All Timers, they popped out a little, uh, what do you want to call it? A trailer thing. You know what I'm saying? Five mm-hmm. minutes. I think you can watch it on their Instagram. That's where I saw it. IGTV thing. But yeah, the boys snapped. Maybe the most shocking clip of 2020 that I've seen so far. Dustin Henry switch varial flip the barrier. In San Francisco. I told you about that one. Yeah. I didn't believe you when you told me. I had to go see for myself. <laughs> I didn't even know little homie could switch varial flip on flat. That was dope. And my little bro, T, Crazy T, Tyler, with the switch front big down that little set to spark the line. Hold that knee bend for, you know, 10 to 20 feet. Feeling real crispy. Uh, but the mm-hmm. whole squad killed it. Stefan, good to see all the boys. Go check that. You dig? Man, always good to see some Dana Erickson footy. Now I flip back 5-0 to fakie. Woo! This week I got a little shout out of my own. Chris Jones dropped the isolation edit of Sin at freeskatemag.com. Absolutely slaughtering the McDonald's parking lot. All done in one spot. Well done, man. Hey, we love them isolation videos, man. But yo, Dom Henry is so far my isolation mvp man i haven't seen anyone put out more heavy clips uh, by himself dom on a mission non-stop ghost we got something special coming up in the weeks to come we can't give out too much information right now but we just gotta tell the people keep your eyes peeled because already the hottest website in the game, thebuntlive.com, is about to get taken to the next level, dog. Oh, yes. Pay close attention. You know we love entertaining the people. 
and hitting them with fat boxes. So definitely pay attention next week to uh, the website and our Instagram. And of course, listen to the pod. Got something real fun coming. It's going to be a deluxe sized box. You get me? Oh. <laughs> so like we said, we got Grant answer in the building. Couldn't be more thankful to have Grant come on the show. Yo, the homie keeps it raw and uncut. Ain't scared to ruffle feathers because he's a fucking straight shooter. The skate industry needs more mans like Grant. That's for sure. The man behind the camera and the man behind weekend skateboards. Only one thing left to do, Ghost. Let's get into this interview. I'm on my way to the fridge. <laughs> Canada's premium pilsner. Steam whistle. The only buzz. All right. Super happy to have Grant Yansura in the building. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Damn, nailed it. What do you, what do you got to say about that, say? Huh? Yalde. That's all I got to say. Pronunciation on point today. <laughs> Regin, welcome to season 11 of The Bunt, the COVID chronicles, as we like to call them. <laughs> How much has your life changed in the past couple of weeks, just personally and as a business owner? Well, I've been skating more than I ever have, probably, because uh, <laughs> I feel no guilt skating. Uh, I can go... I mean, I'm staying away from everyone. I just go skate like I, I just like hop a fence and skate a schoolyard away from everyone. But um, normally, if I'm sitting there trying to learn a trick, I just feel guilty. Like I could probably be out like filming someone else instead of learning some shit ledge trick. But uh, <laughs> I've been skating and working from home, so not much has changed except for more skating. That's butters, man. For myself. What about business-wise, yo? Business-wise, has been pretty wild. It hasn't slowed down. It's probably gotten crazier just because we're trying to figure out what the fuck to do in these times. It's been all right, though. It's like Skate shops are kind of actually selling stuff, it seems like, through online platforms. So it's slowly moving, but like, I don't know. Bigger accounts are like on pause, sort of. Your, your normal brick-and-mortar skate shops, I think, are like kind of still doing business, which is good. So as usual... We start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Favorite skate moment? Probably be last year. We went to Japan and um, our distributor, BP Trading, picked us up in a van and they had like shit lined up for us. And like I was in Japan with my boys and I was like, oh shit, this is kind of real. <laughs> <laughs> like someone picked us up from the airport and like we didn't have to pay them. And they had, like, <laughs> shit ready for us. So that's when it, I kind of realized, like, oh, like, we were fucking around. But now it's sort of, like, it's, like, working out. It's so sick. Favorite sports moment is probably be uh, 97 was a good year. Well, I, I mean, partially because uh, the Marlins won the World Series. Um, and I just remember being a little kid, and that was a huge deal. And I was a, I was a huge baseball fan. And then uh, I kind of got like a, a personal one, I guess, would be we did like this. We played a baseball game against Nike, I guess, last year. And it was like Guy Mariano, Stefan, Costin, all those dudes on the field is mad funny. That's so sick. So where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? Came up in Florida. My sister skated before me and I was competitive with her. So I, uh, I had to get aboard myself. And yeah, that's kind of how it started. That's what's up. Yeah, I remember I was with my my mom and we were picking up my sister. I was probably in like fifth grade, and like 
there was like this uh like a like an amphitheater in the middle of our town and like all these dudes were just trying to like 180 off of it and there was like all these girls sitting in the grass just watching everyone try to like front 180 a drop and i was like damn like i gotta get that (laughs) (laughs) so beast i I gotta start skating that's so dope so what would you consider your first big break to get involved in the skate industry uh fuck i think it's just a series of little breaks but i guess my main one would be i went on a nike trip to miami to show those dudes around i was friends with scuba so i just went with them on a trip and then it kind of just went so well that they just offered me a job oh that's so sick that was a big break um where'd you come up with the name cosmic vomit me and donald and our boys spent some time down in florida and looking for spots we were just watching those vids on on repeat big fans yo (laughs) thank you appreciate that i don't know man i've never been good at names i fucking hate coming up with a name i feel like everyone does but uh this homeless person told andrew considine that if he ever started a band to name it cosmic vomit and it would be really successful (laughs) and he told me that and i was like that's it we gotta call it that Dude, he nailed it, man. The video was already in the progress. Videos were super successful at that point. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to think of a name, and that this homeless dude dropped that on us. So I feel like I probably owe that dude royalties or something. <laughs> He's coming with the invoice. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you meet Johan, the legend of Johan, or Johan? <laughs> Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> uh, you guys skated Miami quite a bit yourselves, huh? Yeah, we used to go down like yeah. Once there was a, year. a couple years. Yeah. It, who would show you around? Nick Katz, Manny. Oh, okay. Do you know that spot in uh it's in Fort Lauderdale actually? It's like a like a grass gap over like a white gate kind of like in a parking lot. Hmm. You would know it if you saw it. But uh I remember I was there and I was filming with my crew. We were like we showed up and they were already Johan was already skating it with his crew and then uh, he came up to me. I was like getting my camera out. And he's like, what are you filming with? And I was like, uh, VX1000. He's like, that's what I like to hear, baby. And then he like slapped my ass. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Just oh, slapped my so ass good. and then he walked away. And like, I mean, at that time, Johan, I hate to say it, but he was like kind of like sort of a legend in our parts. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. But uh so he did that and then i and then like i feel like it was like two weeks later i went to this drive-in movie with um like this i I went with like a couple girls and he was he also went he knew like some other girl there and he was just randomly at this drive-in movie with us and then he did like the same shit he like he was like came up to me he's like oh i can have some of that baby and like started eating my chicken fingers (laughs) i was like homie i don't even know you you're just eating my food and then he called me like a week later and he told me that he was down to have a part in my video and i never asked (laughs) oh my god like i never i never asked if he wanted to he just called me it was like it was like charity or something he's like i'm I'm, you know what i thought about it i'm down wow you just made me (laughs) such a bigger fan of him i was already a fan but what a go! Some fucking legendary. The shit. dude just forces he he just forces his friendship on you. You can't even help it. That's so sick. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta start uh, doing that, yo. Very can't. impressive meeting. I can't yeah. wait to meet someone new. Yeah, let's try and 
meet somebody new soon say oh you're working on the new vans video yeah i thought about it i'm down for the last part it's all good (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking legendary tell us about the story of you getting involved with the barracks what was it like working full-time there it was cool i mean i feel like when i worked there it was way different it was like not the shit it is now um i don't think it was ever like the coolest shit but it was pretty pretty dope opportunity for me to like just meet a bunch of people and film them and then i came up with that off the grid uh segment to get the fuck out of the skate park because i was just like <laughs> losing my mind inside Wait, sorry so, to cut you off was did you start when it was like the og barracks or once they moved i started when it was like uh the red hubba's down like the seven stair and like there's like a big hip in the back corner. I don't know, like one of the first ones, but not the very, very right, first right, one. Right, right, right. Okay, but oh, still okay. the first like building, the smaller space. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like I barely was in the new one. I already had left by then. But uh, yeah, I remember like one of my first assignments was to film a uh, Trichopedia of Heath Kirchart, who's like Ooh. definitely one of my favorite skaters. And uh, that was mad intimidating to like film that dude but uh <laughs> it was cool man i don't know i met a bunch of people and like it was fun it's cool it was so sick in those days man like the first battle of the barracks where it was more about the yeah. name like arto would be in the yeah shit. yeah i would film those those were ha- hard to keep your arms steady for that long like if someone good was playing like two really fucked tech dudes it was so hard to hold a camera for 30 yeah. minutes without putting it down were you there when morgan won yeah morgan's a shit sick damn yeah he he was yeah. in a couple long games that must have been painful <laughs> and didn't michael rapaport do the finals in one of those oh ones? yeah that that actor dude no way really yeah do you have a crazy bear story for us from your time working there <laughs> no not really no i do i just can't think of one uh i guess those stories like little wayne one time was like this was like when we first started skating like i feel like that novelty wore off of like sessioning with Lil Wayne because like after a while everyone kind of who was uh had an in at a skate park like had a like late night sesh but like one of the first times when he started skating uh I got like hit up to like go skate with Lil Wayne and it was like it was like midnight and I was like drinking beers with my friends on the porch and I got this text like like a Lil Wayne wants to go skate the park can you open it up I was like, oh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> uh, I'm down. And so I met up with Lil Wayne to go skate with him. And they, like, briefed me. They're like, like, don't look at him. Like, don't even, like, don't skate anything with him. Like, just let him do his thing. I was like, what the fuck? The homie just wants to skate by himself? Like, he doesn't want to... <laughs> and I remember he just listened to his own music. He just listened to his own music, like, the whole night, just skating by himself. Wow. That's pretty funny. And then I got to skate his skate park in Miami one time too. And I remember uh, they were like, I don't really smoke weed because I just fucking, I get too high every time. And he like, (laughs) I guess he was smoking like a blunt and he like, (laughs) he tried to pass it to me and I was like, I'm good. And then I was like, that's like my biggest regret. Like I fucking look like such a (laughs) goof to him probably. Like, Like I said, I'm good. And then, yeah. Damn. Anyways. <laughs> I was listening to an interview with him yesterday on this ba- basketball podcast, All the Smoke. And they're like, who, who who, do you listen to the most? And he was like, 
you already know like i'm just listening to myself all day but if i ain't it's a little baby <laughs> and i i like thought he was kind of joking but then you just confirmed it <laughs> like literally listening to himself Nah, he was listening to himself that's crazy i swear some like random song came on like partway through like one random song that you would never have get like journey or some <laughs> shit and then it was like back to him but I, I can't remember what song it was how'd your time at the barracks come to an end that that trip i went on for with nike and then uh they hit me up for a job and then i remember uh barra had eric call me it was mad funny because eric was like trying to act like concerned like what like like what went wrong like can like we don't want you to leave i was like he's like why are you why are you doing this i'm like what do you mean like you're on those nike trips yeah. you know what it's all about like <laughs> the fuck and he's like, i'm pretty sure he started laughing and like he just he was put up to it like to call me but i'm like homie like i was at that same nike dinner like i want more of those <laughs> oh he was on the actual trip where you were showing them around he was on the trip, yeah, and he called me like, "Why are you quitting to work for Nike? Like, was, that's crazy." Like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, nah, I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of cool to travel the world and like <laughs> film a skate video instead of film at a skate park." Yeah, were you just traveling back and forth across the country a bunch back then, like working at the barracks, or did you just fly back to show them around Miami? I just flew back to show them around, but I mean, I'd go home a couple times a year, like Christmas, fucking the holidays, you know. And when I'm home, like, yeah, my family gets pretty annoyed probably because it's like I'm home for the holidays, but I'm out skating. Yeah, like, classic. Every every day. Yeah, I haven't lived in Florida. It's not, it feels crazy to say, but in 10 years. Yeah, I haven't, I've, I've lived out here for 10 years. Cali head these days, eh? Ditching the East Coast. <laughs> I never thought I would. It just kind of happened. So we heard a crazy story about you working at a skate park and getting your teeth knocked out, potentially by a rollerblader. What's the story there? <laughs> you guys went deep in my timeline. It's like when I was 16, it wasn't a rollerblader, but might as well be. <laughs> Basically, like my best friend at the time, his name is Grant as well. And he like, he bought a fisheye off this kid and uh, never paid him for it. And then, ah, fuck, damn, it's so deep. I can't even remember the details. But basically, he, the names got mixed up, and he heard that he got ripped off by Grant, which was not me. It was my other friend. And but because I was a filmer, and it was like it was like a fisheye involved, you know, automatically it's me. So he came up to me. I had just got the job at the skate park, which was like such a big deal when you're 16 because like everyone wants that fucking job. Like you just literally have to skate the skate park and you get paid. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, got this city job. I got like a first weekend. He comes up and he, and I also, I just got my braces off. I had them on since like fucking third oh, grade. Oh my God. He like taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. He punches me right in the face and in, in my mouth. <laughs> wow and like fucked my teeth up and you know i would have beat his ass but i had that city job so i couldn't <sighs> <laughs> so i focused his board and threw it over the fence and my teeth were fucked and yeah that's pretty much it he got the wrong grant fucking hell that's horrible yeah. that's yeah. your teeth all right after that uh dude there's been so many issues i got basically i got fake front teeth i think at this point but we're good damn they look clean though man 
Thanks, man. Appreciate it. They look that. fresh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the infamous weekend van. How long has it been around? The life-changing moments. Maybe someone even losing their virginity in there. <laughs> who, who lost their virginity in there? <laughs> Me? I don't think I did. I have no idea. Fuck, I should probably know who lost their virginity in my van, but I don't. Um, I, yeah, that van's been around since 2006. It was my mom's car originally, and uh, I would just borrow it every time we go skating. And then it ended up just me buying it off of her because we fucked it up so bad. Yeah, just like smelled like shit and (laughs) just a skate van. So she was over it. So I had to, she actually made me buy it off of her, which is kind of harsh, but I still have it. (laughs) It's just like won't fully die. It's been going forever. I I can't even tell you how many Johan boogers are in that fucking van. Oh, no. (laughs) Like it being a teenager and then thinking that I'd be 30 and Johan would still be like sitting shotgun, like knuckle deep in his nose while talking to me is like, never thought. (laughs) (laughs) Like no shame, make eye contact with you while digging in his nose. Come on, baby. This ain't chill. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of Johan again, uh, tell us about the time uh, and what went down with you possibly stealing a girl from him and then making him become the third wheel on the date? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, I don't think that was a steal. I would like to think that (laughs) as, like, he, Johan's low-key a ladies' man. I mean, he's not now because he's, you know, he's settled down in his old, his old age. Um, But when we were younger, like, dude, I never understood, like, the dude just had a way with ladies and, uh, we were really young. I was probably 16 and I had like had no luck with girls. And then he kind of was just like, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but he kind of just like handed a girl my way. <laughs> like he just, <laughs> he just kind of lined it up and it was like some girl he was seeing. And then he kind of just connected us. And then I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he drove with us like to the beach. And then like me and her went and hung out on the beach and he waited in the car for us. <laughs> Wow. But it was like originally his girl, but I was like 16 and desperate. And I was just like, please, you owe me a solid. And then, yeah. <laughs> That's a good homie right there. Yeah, no. Nah. Oh, yeah. That's ruthless, though. <laughs> I've been paying him back ever since. So, uh, and then we were supposed to, ha- supposed to ask <laughs> what happened on the beach, man. <laughs> you want like, you want details, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Say like third base. That's nice, yo. That's yeah. what he <laughs> He's worth his weight in boogers, I guess, Johan, man. He hooked it up. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was, it was cool. Johan with the assist of sin right there. <laughs> so at what point did you decide to go all in on weekend? Oh, uh, fuck. What was the turning point? I guess I was just done filming the Nike video, and I was doing both at the same time. Like, I'd be all on Nike trips, but like just doing emails and shit from my phone. And then I would like film Nike dudes during the day and then we would go light shit up at night. And it just kind of got to a point where it was like so crazy to deal with both at the same time. And then we finished the Nike video. And then I was just like, that was like, that was like the end of my contract. So instead of like seeing what I could do to renew it, I just figured I'd go for it and just try to do this board company sick 
What year was that again? 2000. It was like the end of 2013. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think like we officially started like 2014. Sick. Yeah. And so you were always doing those things called the weekend Tosh. Is yeah. this like a continuation or would you consider it something brand new? I mean, it's it's like kind of, a, that's where the name comes from. Just because like we just did made those fuck around videos when we were younger. And then people, I guess like our crew is just sort of stayed the same with, you know, additions on along the way. And so that's just where the name sort of like, you know, it has its roots in that kind of kept just wanted to keep that so that like people sort of like that were followed that shit could kind of understand where it's coming from so there's a story about you almost drowning and being saved by a member of the team (laughs) Uh, what's up with that yeah that's andrew considine again i was probably 16 you guys whoever told you stories thought way back damn 16 yo you got a lot in common with uh our homie wade disarmo dog he had a crazy eventful year 16? of being 16 man it sounds like you did too maybe I, I could have been like 17 i feel like you kind of just like <laughs> the like 15 to like 18 kind of just falls all in the same year but uh yeah i mean I, we were just like we just had like a bet on who could swim back and forth the most laps underwater and i think i had a couple beers in me and i just wanted to like you know make that house record of that hitting like four laps without coming up and then on the three and a half laps and i just like passed out underwater and sunk to the bottom what what the fuck and then everyone thought i was joking everyone's like thought i was fucking around because you know i like to joke around and then uh i think andrew realized that joke was going a little too far so he dove in he he grabbed me from from under the water and uh, brought me out and I just started like puking up all this fucking water and it's crazy. Jesus, so wait, you like fully passed out? Like you came back to consciousness? Yeah, I mean, I don't out? I don't really remember it. I just like just faded out underwater. Like I just needed to hit that wall to break that record. I was just going as hard as I could. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit, dog. I remember my back was fucked up for like a week or two because I don't know why, but just like I could barely do anything because I just like my lungs and my back, everything was fucked. Oh, that's gnarly as hell. Yeah, that's insane. Shouts to Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, straight up. So when we had Austin Gillette on the show, he was still on weekend. And then when we had Johan on, he said worst teammate because he quit. He was like (laughs) half joking. But uh, what was kind of like the timeline and the story of Austin, like huge name coming on the team that made, you know, some waves and then, yeah, yeah, his stay and then eventually leaving. What was that like for you? I mean, honestly, it worked out pretty well. (laughs) He (laughs) it worked out well because he came on and it kind of took brought us to a new level where I think some people who didn't really pay attention to us sort of noticed us and then kind of as it went on it just felt like a little bit weird because i mean we're like some of us are friends with austin like i lived with austin for like a year but he's just like a different vibe like on a different mindset i guess than the rest of the team like we're all really fucking close and uh he's just like a celebrity skater you know there's no denying that Mm -hmm. so 
it was just a little bit different, um, like to get him to meet up for some like, I don't know, like some sort of team meeting or like some like to be in a skit or something. It just like felt a little bit like forced. And he, I mean, it was all good, but then he got like a job offer to ride for this board company that never came into existence. So that's why he ended up leaving. There was no like bad blood or anything. It just, uh, he thought something was going to happen and that it just never did. So I, and I guess he still doesn't ride for anyone. So maybe it's a curse, you know, never quit. Head over to chpobrand.com and use discount code THEBUNT for 30% off your entire shopping cart. And if that ain't enough, well, you know we got a box for the people. If you can tell us how many points Jordan scored in his first return back to MSG post-retirement, you got a box coming your way. Send your answers to thebuntlive at gmail.com. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people, y'all. For such a seemingly innocent, easygoing, nice guy, you've had your fair share of skate beefs. We don't need to get into detail with all of them, but just give us a quick rundown of uh, the Rip and Dip beef, Jimmy Britches, and Brad Staba. <laughs> to just highlight a few, <laughs> there's so many. I mean, fucking Rip and Dip one so long ago by now, but just basically we all kind of, as a crew, started that whole thing when we were younger. And then that dude, once we moved out here, he kind of got started getting, like, the brand started getting some rec- recognition and he started getting some money. And he kind of just broke off. And, like, one day, like, the team page was gone on the website and it just started to like turn into this mall company that was like so fucking whack. And then I just saw an article he bought like an $8 million house in Malibu. So I'm like, what? Shit. Yeah. Well, I don't, I just don't know if he has any friends anymore, but he's got a fucking mansion on the beach. So fucking whatever. <laughs> Chilling there solo. What, yeah. uh, what's the story about him throwing your editing chair out of the house? Oh, I was in New York for a summer for like two weeks. And then I told him, this was when we started beefing. And I was like, I lived with him. I was like, when I get back, I'm moving out. Like he was fucking just turned so whack. And uh, when I got back, he threw away my whole, like everything, my whole, all my furniture and shit. He just threw it out. And that kind of started the whole thing. Damn. Editing chair, who said that? Like, that's my prized possession, but like, not my editing chair. I can't edit anymore. <laughs> no, he threw out, like, my fucking bed. All that. Fucking hell. Damn. I filmed a clip with him back in the day, man. You filmed a clip with him? Yeah. I, I was just randomly, like, staying at Nick Katz's house, and they'd come home from California for, like, a week or something, and it was, like, him. I don't even remember his name, but Jack Moran and... Uh, oh, God. You guys know Jack Moran? No, I, I never met these guys, yeah. Jack's dope, though. He's the one dude that I stayed in contact with from, like, those guys. He's hilarious. I went skating with him a few times and, like, randomly filmed a clip with that dude. I mean, back in the day, he was the shit. He was, like, my best friend. It's it's crazy to see how someone can completely change. Like, just, I don't know. I've never seen it like that before. But, yeah, he was the shit back in the day, for sure. He was hilarious. Yeah, it seems like any time it comes up, 
no one's got anything nice to say anymore this was like in the early days of the brand too they did some yeah. like launch back in florida i mean yeah like definition of cooking it but all good eight million dollar mansion and i'm over here still driving around in my mom's van <laughs> 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 like maybe i kept it too real with a bunch of homies and not like everyone talking shit about your brand that fucking used to be friends with you that's obviously not yeah, a good he gets no good publicity yeah but fuck mansion w- would you trade it would you trade <sighs> no not know. being a kook for having an eight million dollar mansion Nah, i don't i mean easy to say no because this <laughs> 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 Nah, i don't know i've never been like staying in skating as a job i don't think you're really looking for money honestly so yeah mm-hmm. I think it's just more about doing what you want to do. But uh, what was the other beef we were talking about? There's a couple. Jimmy Britches and Brad Stava. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I guess Jimmy's out of skating, so I could probably be safe on talking on that one by now. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) And uh, people are, like, locked down, right? Like, can you fly? Can people, like, fly (laughs) domestically? Basically, that one was, like... um, I mean, I, I considered myself to be homies with him like i would hit him up for like because he would kind of he would run like the back end of fa and and he knew what he was doing he worked at alien and all that so i would hit him up for advice when we were first starting weekend and uh he was like you know kind of a homie and then um supreme ordered some of our boards and they were on the wall at supreme for one day and then i guess dill came in and he was lost his shit and he made him take him off the wall and uh i I went to supreme to drop off the order and i remember thinking like there's no way this is gonna fucking last like something's gonna happen and there was like this news truck out front and so i filmed like on my phone like the news truck and then like pan down to supreme and i was like i'm there's gonna be something that happens so i just like i remember filming that thinking like i could just make something of like this news truck in front of supreme and then the boards got taken off the wall and they like returned their order. And I made like this news report about how like, like Dill took our boards from Supreme, but I just made it like what? just for the group chat, like our friends, like not to like post or anything. I just thought it was funny. And I remember Scuba thought it was hilarious and he sent it to Jimmy thinking that it would be like, Jimmy would think it was funny. And uh, <laughs> he showed Dill <laughs> and Dill was not hyped. And then uh, <laughs> we shared, like, a Canadian distributor, actually, Take 5, if you know. I'm sure you guys are familiar, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, we shared a distribution and um, in, in Canada, and then uh, Jimmy wrote them an email saying that they have to drop us and they can't, like, work with us anymore if they want to work with FA. So then they, they – I was good – I was, like, homies with the, the, the distributor – dude gary but he emailed me like we we can't work with you anymore because like we do we just do too many we just work with fa like at such a high volume like we just can't risk it so anyways i saw jimmy at this uh restaurant the very next night and it's like this restaurant where it's like uh you like have a tray and it's like this indian restaurant and you go down the line and like pick up your food like a fucking uh like a buffet style you know yeah. And I see him in the corner with his at a booth and he's like with all his like he has like this gnarly homies that like have like face tats and all this shit and they just look so scary. 
And I remember having like holding my tray, like kind of like shaking, like I gotta say something. Like, <laughs> and I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, Jimmy, can I can I at least eat at the same restaurant as you?" Oh! <laughs> he looks at his homie, and his homie looks at him. He's like, "Move!" And then the dude like gets out of the booth, and he like comes up to me. He's like, "What the fuck did you just say?" <laughs> and I was like, "Is it all good to eat at the same restaurant as you?" <laughs> And, like, his lip is, like, shaking, like, with so much rage. I'm just like, oh, fuck, what did I say? And then he, like, I don't know what you would call this, but, like, he, like, bear paw punched me in the head. Like, closed fist, but, like, like a sideways, like, like a smack, but with a fist, you know? And my whole tray went flying, like, across the whole restaurant. And I remember, like... This mom stood up. She's like, oh, my God. Like, people started <laughs> screaming and shit. It was, like, chaos in this, like, vegan restaurant. Oh, and, like, shit. Uh, like, a fight in, like, a Silver Lake vegan restaurant of all places. And uh, Holy fuck. And then, like, all these, like, Indian dudes surrounded him. And they're, like, they're, like, all carrying him out. Like, it was, like, took, like, six people to, like, drag him out. And I remember, like, on the way out of the door, he's, like, from now on, Anytime I see you, you're getting your fucking ass beat. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You know what that dude looks like? Nah. Yeah, he's fucking huge, man. He's fucking massive. I was always so confused as to, like, why he was, like, in skating when I would see, like, pictures of him on on Instagram and shit. He's massive. Like, he's fucking huge. And, like, I don't know. I, like... He's in, like, some straight-edge gangs from, like, Ohio or some shit. Like, some shit I did not really know about, but they love to fight. So he was not joking. That's crazy, though, because he seemed like he was, like, your homie. I mean, I thought so, too, but I guess, like, in that world, it's it's different. You can kind of, like, once you decide someone's a target, it's, di- I don't know, it's different or something. I, I don't fucking know. But anyways, then he, I was, like going to a restaurant a couple months later with my girlfriend and then i get out of the car and he's like walking down the sidewalk and i like (laughs) (laughs) i like grab her hand and i'm like just just like walk just don't look back and he's like walking up behind us like catching up but he's like with his his chick so i'm thinking like i might be safe and then he starts walking faster like getting closer and then we like duck into this uh we duck into this restaurant and then like we go out through like the fire ex like the back door exit you know like i was like straight up running from him and then i got away that time and then the next time i was at a restaurant and i walk in and i see him but he's like with the whole habitat team like stefan who i'm like friends with who else was there i remember like silas baxter neil was there and uh josh matthews so I'm like, all right. I'm like, all these dudes are here. Like, I'm friends with all of them. He's not going to do anything. So I'm eating dinner with Trevor Thompson and Matt Field, of all people. So <laughs> basically, like, eating dinner with Trevor, who's, like, my size. And then Matt Field, who's, like, a yoga instructor. So I don't, my, like, backup is, like, minimal at this point. <laughs> and Jimmy walks up with his homie. His homie's wearing, like, a like just a hoodie like it's like a shadowy face i don't even know who the fuck it was he comes up and he's like get the fuck out or i'm dragging you out by your fucking neck and i was like just got my food and i was like i'm not bothering you i'm not gonna leave i'm just like 
doing my own thing. And he's like, get the fuck out or I'm dragging you out by your neck. I was like, uh, I'm all right. Like, just go back to your side. Sure enough, he just grabbed me by the neck, like oh. straight up, like chokehold. And he's just dragging me out of this restaurant. And then uh, I'm like, make eye contact with Stefan, except for, I guess, not eye contact because he wasn't looking at me. He was like in like a conversation with someone. It was like slow motion. Like he's like laughing, like just like whatever having bar talk with someone and i'm like trying to like i'm waving my arms and shit and he doesn't see me <laughs> they drag me out of the restaurant they take me down the street jimmy like throws me up against a fence and his homie punches me in the face and then like right after his homie punched me in the face i like did some like fucking spin move and i got out and then i just like ran down the street and then after that we saw him again Holy and he got in my face fuck. and tried to fight me and then like Alexis was with me. Like, the whole team was with me. We were all skating in this parking lot. But, like, that dude's so big, like, no one would even step to him. Like, straight up, it was, like, Alexis, out of all people, like, tried to step to him. And then, like, I got out of that one. I, like, got in my car and drove off. But, yeah, anyways, that's the whole beef there. Like, that dude just, like, wants to fucking kill me over, like, some, not, like, a joke. So... That's horrible. I did not expect uh, a story that dark to emerge. Yeah, so hopefully, I mean, he kind of got kicked out of skating like probably a year ago. So I feel like that might be over with. Yeah, he had his fallout with FA, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully I can uh, eat at a restaurant in the future and not have to worry about that. But um, what was the other beef you asked about? Yo, fingers crossed that you don't run into that crazy motherfucker anymore. Yeah, I'm like shook just aggro. talking to you about it. Now I'm shook. I'm going to be a target if I come down there. Oh, oh. you're an accomplice now. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the question, Doc. Well, yeah. it seems like he takes like small things so personally. So even just me and Dono's voices like reacting to the story. Now, now we're part of this shit. I've been watching The Sopranos lately. So like, I feel like. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm just like. No, I'm not safe anywhere. I need to go on like witness protection now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it say? What is the spinoff show that the well, not the spinoff, but the guy from uh, Sopranos who has that like random Netflix show where he's in witness protection? It's Lily Hammer. Yeah. What What's the Sopranos character? That What's his name in there again? Silvio. Yeah. Sil- Silvio has a witness protection show, man. Silvio. Yeah, yo, Grant, you got to watch that if you haven't. What's it called? Lily Hammer? lily hammer it should be i mean i'm guessing it's still on netflix but it's fucking hilarious and it's starring sill yeah and he's just like in sweden i think in like witness protection but he just like takes over the town as like the fucking mobster dude and he's got so much swag he's so sick i'm only i'm i've been watching that shit i'm like season only season two right now so i don't think i know who silvio is but. Oh, for sure you do. It's just Sill. It's like his, you know how he's got the two right-hand men? Like, he's got the guy with the silver hair here. Oh, yeah. Or the gray hair. Is that guy? Yeah, and then, no, Sill's the other one. Oh, the dude who's, like, way over the top, like, like yeah. Italian, like, yeah. Act, yeah, like yeah, overacting. His shoulders are always oh, up. Oh, that dude's <laughs> mad funny. He's just way dude. over the top. Like, uh, you're going to love him more and more as the show goes on. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> He's, like, one of the only likable characters. I feel like I'm annoyed by everyone in that fucking show. Like, <laughs> when the mom dies, I'm all good with it. When um, 
that dude who got out of prison. I don't know if you guys remember like all the Richie Apriu. A Richie Apriu, yeah. Like when he gets <laughs> when he's out, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like that dude was annoying. Like everyone's fucking annoying. But that oh, dude's he's the actually, worst. That dude's mad funny. Richie's the worst, but I loved yelling his name so much that like I was kind of bummed. Like I'm rewatching it for the second time. Like eight years later, me and Donna watched it like a, a long ass time ago, but rewatching it i'm just like richie apriu what else you guys been watching <laughs> succession which is really sick uh, and now i'm in ozark oh shit that's a good one to get into i haven't watched it but yo best show that if you're down with subtitles babylon berlin yeah it's next 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 level good underrated as fuck babylon berlin yeah, yeah it's I'm on netflix s- too a sick hoodie going on right now dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> Richie Apriu. So, uh, fucking bastard. Last but not least, what's up with Staba? Oh, Staba. Fuck, man. There's another dude that I considered, like, friends, but he's just fucking nuts, man. <laughs> when we. <laughs> so, I guess that beef's over Karsten, because, like, Karsten quit Skate Mental oh. to ride for, a, for us. But, like, you know, I don't want to, like, air out his shit, but, like, you know wasn't really getting treated to like properly over at skate mental and i'm been good friends with carson for a long time and when he comes to la he just skates with us so it kind of just naturally worked out and then he just called me saying some fucking wild shit just like the most fucked up shit on the phone he i mean i'm sure he was like out of his mind drunk but there's no need to say the type of shit he was saying and then he called me and made, and it was like a mellower phone call. He, I think it, he wasn't wasted, but I made like a commercial out of it, introducing Carson to the team. Um, I like took the you know audio how to push from people's it. buttons, eh? Yeah. I, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, these skits get you into trouble, man. It was just a phone call. Him talking about how he's gonna knock my teeth out, and I just like, rec- I just had the audio of it, and I just made it that like Carson's intro to the team. And then uh, I saw him at Scuba's wedding and I thought it was all good because we had talked on the phone again. And like, you know, that dude fucking roasts everyone more than anyone in skateboarding. So you would think he could take a joke, but turns out he can't. He can dish it, but he can't. He can't take it. Damn, that sucks. So then at Scuba's wedding, he just came up to me at the reception and was just like got in my face. And he was just like you're a fucking faggot and like there's like family around and shit it was just so uncomfortable and unnecessary and just like wow at a wedding too oh it was so fucking harsh it was yeah so that's that's that beef i don't know that dude the, just the way he talks i feel like people um people just write him off as being like the funny obnoxious dude but i think it's just kind of like gone too far like i don't know yeah it's not it's not that funny anymore you can't just say offensive shit and it's like funny yeah fuck that that sounds lame as hell so lastly if you had to pick one person that would best describe your management style of weekend and the team who would it be i give you a couple options here you pick jamie thomas you pick <laughs> michael scott from the office you could pick kim jong-un or you could pick <laughs> obama <laughs> Probably Michael Scott, because I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, I try to come up with an executive decision, and I'm just like, 
someone else will be like, well, shouldn't it be this way? And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> All right, so if you're Michael Scott, then who who would be Dwight Schrute, the assistant to the assistant regional manager? I mean, I don't know if it's harsh to say, but, like, Trevor would probably be Dwight then because, like... <laughs> Because Dwight actually knows all the rules and, like, knows, like, what's going on. And, like, Michael Scott just has no idea what's going on. And he's just a fucking idiot. But, like, he's trying his best, you know? <laughs> like, I'm in no position to be, like, running a company. But I just, like, it kind of just accidentally happened. So I'm over here trying to hold shit together. <laughs> and Trevor's, like, very, like, organized. And, like, like, I just found out what wheelbase was, like, the other day. <laughs> you know what i mean like i have no business running a skateboard company yeah that's michael scott for sure if he's uh dwight who's toby flenderson <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do you hate the most man who's toby uh damn i can't answer that one <laughs> <laughs> i mean we have an accountant if you want me to, like is that what toby is no he's hr i mean we have hr we haven't it's not legit but um andrew considine who's who skates for us who's just been in the crew since day one he's like so uh he's like the woke homie you know like always posting like political shit and he's all about like you know i don't know he's just on the forefront of all that woke shit so i'm like if a skit is like semi-offensive, I have to like run it by him. Like, what do you like? Is this? Oh, that's amazing. Like, is this? Uh, can this be taken the wrong way? And he he'll kind of give me his stamp of approval. So, I, I guess I guess Andrew would be Toby. <laughs> that's so good. So, what are you most looking forward to when this goddamn pandemic passes? Marking a clip, homie. Yeah uh pro yeah just filming again i don't know it's been a minute uh we were kind of just like really picking up since we just dropped a video not too long ago and we've been really getting back into it so this kind of brought that to us to a halt so looking forward to that and going on trips we had so many fucking trips planned this year like fuck we pretty much had a trip every month planned and i don't know what Damn. the fuck's gonna happen now that's a bummer going on trips you guys are supposed to be in what did, you, what did you say, Copenhagen right now? Yeah, we were supposed to do Stockholm and Copenhagen during this offseason. I'm supposed to be in Barcelona right now. Fucking hell. And where are you guys? Toronto in your apartment? Yeah. yeah. I'm in fucking Glendale, California. How do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could all be in fucking nicer places right now. We talked about TV shows a little bit. You're watching The Sopranos, but for some people out there trying to kill time... While on lockdown, you have any book, movie, TV show, or podcast recommendations for the people? It's crazy because I've been trying to get myself to read for the past, like, 10 years. And, uh, you know, a worldwide lockdown hasn't even led me to read a book. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's like some shit. Like, yeah, I'll read, like, if there was, like, a if I was in quarantine, but still haven't picked up a book. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching, um, yeah, I've just been watching Sopranos and um, nothing too new that other people haven't been watching, like Tiger King and all that bullshit. I've been watching skate videos at my house. I just have a bunch of VHSs. I've been watching, I watched the, fir 
the firm video Sick. um globe opinions Ooh. slept on video what else i've just been watching old skate videos i, f I feel like brings me back you know definitely Yo, it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week, oh shit, there's a massive collab that went down in the skate industry with both companies born and raised in SF. It was only a matter of time before they would come together. The Venture times Thrasher collab is dropping worldwide now. Hit up your local skate shop online and grab a set. 303 Skate Shop, Holistic, Skate Skates, Empire, and Concrete Wave in Cologne, Germany, all got what you need. Go and get that Venture Thrasher collab, you dig? <laughs> Alright, Grant, you know what fucking time it is. Oh, shit. You seem like you're no stranger to beef, so we expecting some heavy <laughs> shots. <laughs> Let's get into it, bro. Favorite skater? <laughs> Heath Kirchart or Joe Meinholtz? Favorite video? The one I'd try to copy the most probably is Cliché Bon Appetit. Classic. Favorite video part? Keith Kirchart, Sight Unseen. Favorite style? Tiago. Or Jake Johnson, Tiago. One of those two. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? They must not be very good. <laughs> uh, Jason Adams, maybe. Just fucking board sliding and just like doing <laughs> bullshit. Except for I don't skate tranny. But when I was younger, that dude just kind of kept it simple and I liked it. Or maybe Reese Forbes. I go to the skate park and like just ollie the pyramid and thought I was a shit. <laughs> Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Tiago, Grant Taylor, Ashad, but fucking Tiago probably. Favorite trick? Front board. Switch front board. Harto. Hardest trick for you? Back tails. I've done two in my life and they took so much focus. Damn, you're like Dono, yo. Sloppy ass back tails. I don't turn that way. <laughs> yeah, mine are getting better. Mine are getting better. Little quick ones. Most illegal trick. I, there's like the obvious ones, like three shoves and like body burial out of a 50. But uh, <laughs> I feel like one that's not talked about that often is, ju is just like a, anything out of a Smith grind or a feeble besides like maybe a 180. Smith 180, it's all, it's all good. But like anything else, I've never been a fan of. I feel like people run Smith kickflips, but I never thought that was a cool trick. Unless uh, like Lucas Puig landing Primo is like the only one I liked. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them either, man. Smith hard flips, Smith flips. But people run flip. that one like it's, like it's okay. Yeah. And I guess Smith kickflip is like the, I mean, it's you can kind of get away with it, but anything other, like not even. Bro, feeble heel flip is probably the cleanest trick in the game. <laughs> oh my. Or Smith heel flip. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Favorite clip I've ever gotten maybe was um, I board slid this hubba in downtown LA. That's like this kink tubba. And like I sacked the shit out of it. And then I was at, <laughs> so I was like, we were at the hubba. And I remember Ave and Spanky were like across the plaza. And they like were watching me try to skate it. And I just sacked the dog shit out of it. Like, my board didn't go with me. I, I sacked. I fell over the other side. It was embarrassing in front of Ave. And then I... But I had been trying it for a while because you get kicked out. And I've been going back, like, for, like, a couple weeks. So uh, I finally landed it. That might be one of my... 
personal favorites. Damn, that's beast. What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Maybe like this brass ollie, uh, Nick Brasario ollie in like this double bank in my neighborhood somewhere. That's really, it's really gnarly to go into. Or this grind that Carson did in the, it's his last trick in his Chronicles part. It'll be like, it's like a bull corner kind oh, of yeah. grind. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That was Damn. fucked up. I don't know how he did that. One of those two probably. What's the one trick that got away? I wanted to grind this like kink rail that's at this college near my house because um, I board slid it when I did this. I filmed this board slide only part and I just never got around to grinding it. And that's probably for no reason. It's not like it's, I mean, it's still there. I could go do it. I just never did it. Hey, you're on point right now skating every day. Yo. Yeah, right. No time like the present. <laughs> What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Oh, do you know that uh, that hubba in New York that's like next to the les skate park it's like a yellow hubba it's like a yellow hubba down like a 10 stair maybe that like fuck i'm trying to think of what tricks i think train wreck like maybe back lifted or something back in the day oh yeah 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 someone did something on chomp on this and then like people skated in like a supreme video i feel like uh i think tyshawn kiffa from boarded it maybe it's like a double-sided yellow hubba down like maybe a 10 or something but anyways, I was in New York filming with uh, Brian Anderson, and he wanted to skate that hubba, but the run-up is super shitty. You can't even barely roll on the ground. Like, the, the ground is so bad, you can't roll. So I bought so much cement from this hardware store, and we cemented for two days. Like, I cemented fucking, what? I don't know, 40 feet of run-up or something. And then when it was all said and done, like, he ended up not even trying anything. Oh. But he jumped. He just jumped with no board and sacked it. Oh. So, I like, that's, like, kind of oh. not a bunt because at least he, like, tried, you know? like Holy shit. Like, even if he was, like, scared, he was, like, fuck it. Like, like homie cemented this whole thing. I'm just going to sack it. So, like, <laughs> wow. That's insane. You may as well just try it for fuck's sakes. He just popped with no like didn't his board didn't go with him. I mean, yeah, I mean on on his side of the argument the the run up probably wasn't the best cement job ever, but uh that's fucked. Or this one uh my friend Soli like wanted to grind this gap to rail one time and I like there was knobs on it. So I rented these tools from Home Depot to uh cut the knobs off and then there was holes in the rail, so I had to, like, patch the holes in the rail. And then he, like, had a photographer come out, and we borrowed, like, lights and generator and all this shit to light up this gap to rail. And then he didn't even try it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, at that point, you might as well just jump to sack. Yeah. But <laughs> Claiming is a scary but, job because uh, when the pressure hits, man, you never know how you're going to react. If you're going to hit up a photographer and shit, like, you better, like... You better sack that shit at you least. You know what? I'm just remembering one time <laughs> I, I sacked the handrail and, like, scarred the inside of, like, my ass um, because <laughs> I, I basically did that. Like, I'd already done this rail, and then I went back to get the photo. So I didn't even have to land it, but I just had to land in the 50, and, like, my whole right. body was trembling because, like, the last time I was there, I never thought I'd go back, you know? So then... You got to put that pressure yeah, back on done. yourself. And I just sacked the hell out of my ass and shouts to my boy, Jake's. He had to put a bandaid like inside my ass. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> a real but, one. <laughs> but 
I'm just saying that to say shouts to BA for at least like jumping to sack. Sacking it. Your other homie just yeah, fucking nah. wasted your time. Yeah, it's all good. Maybe he'll go back. The rail's still on knob. Yeah, you. But, at least uh, I feel like for you. I don't blame him. Yeah. This shit's scary as fuck. It's it's a really scary gap to rail, but it's like fuck. You got to be pretty like confident if you're gonna like have everyone come out and like. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You got to at least jump to sack, man. You got to at least jump to sack. You got to sack it. <laughs> Setting a scary precedent for. The- for bunting kids out there listening <laughs> you better not waste filmers and photographers time at least jump to sack <laughs> if it comes to it man what's the last new trick you learned <laughs> uh it's not gonna be impressive uh nolly crooks sick clean sick dream job after skating i guess you're kind of doing it already i guess i can just keep doing it huh because there's not really any physical aspect of what i'm doing <laughs> favorite local brand we share an office with um our friend's brand lady white like taylor caruso who skates for us and our friend phil have this clothing brand called lady white but it's not in skating but it's fucking it's dope sick favorite local skater uh danny montoya <laughs> yeah sick legend what's the one sponsor you regret riding for <laughs> Nah, yeah, I never had any sponsors. I sent I sent out some sponsor me tapes, but they never got back. But you know, never too late. What's the one sponsor you regret sending a tape to? <laughs> yeah, you ever heard of Lake Skateboards? Nah. Some Florida shit. All good. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Probably just Andrew Constantine. He's like, he just skates for us, and he's been just homie since day one, and he's just gets the session fucking fired up and yeah good dude to have around at all times so i feel like he's a good one sick and he saved your life worst teammate ever and he saved my life (laughs) worst teammate ever probably raymond molinar because he has so much potential but (laughs) he just isn't using it but that fool's still just as good as he always was worst company probably pizza Damn. Jeez. I don't know. Shops like post us next to them and shit because they're like a small brand as well. And just like, I'm not trying to be like next to those dudes. <laughs> yeah. And also when, uh, when Jimmy dragged me out of that, uh, that, that restaurant by my neck, the, uh, dude that owns pizza was like with him and like, they had it all set up. So that dude went across the street and like filmed it What? and then like put it in one of his videos like a lurk hard video wow wow oh that's yeah, some so real just, beef really, that's yeah. so dust oh, fuck that shit yeah, there's like a lot to that story actually now that i keep thinking about wow, it wow that's crazy yeah that shit's wild all right what else have we got worst trend i probably shouldn't say this one but wheelbase like everyone's tr- <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that owning a board company, but when like when I was growing up, I never even fucking paid attention to wheelbase, and now all of a sudden it's like people are like trying to trick and they're blaming it on their fucking wheelbase. <laughs> Worst style. Clint Walker. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Last person you want on the sesh? Uh, probably like Jimmy Bridges or Brad Stafford. <laughs> That's pretty safe to say, man. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Grant. Man, thanks for taking the time to 
Step inside the elusive Studio E. <laughs> Studio E. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Yo, thanks for having me by the studio. back to the post office make sure you get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com who we got up first you've got mail yo first up we got an email from thy goon what up bunt gang huge thanks for the new season covid chronicles have been keeping me sane so as any bobby de kaiser fan may have realized by now the homie does a great job of staying low-key and off the grid. It's hard to come across anything other than his barn-burning video parts. I was wondering if you guys could each give us your best Bobby story. Big thanks and much love from Texas. Word? Yeah, we could do that. D. Jones, what you got, man? Bobby does a great job of staying low-key. He ain't out here with no crazy party stories or anything like that. But I could think of one last summer when we were dropping our three-peat t-shirt and our bunt pacers hat. Me and Safer were at Dunbath thinking about filming some tricks ourselves in the clothes. And then, you know, Wade D and Bobby were at the park, so we are like, who better than these two to do it? <laughs> I pressure Wade into filming a clip. I think he did switch flip Manny on the long box and then switch tray on flat. Dope clip. Look over at Bobby. I'm like, oh, my dog, it's your turn, man. Put the hat on. Let's get the clip. He refused to wear the hat, said that the hat didn't look right, yada, yada. You know, always worried about his kits. <laughs> Finally get him to put the T-shirt on. And what does he do? But he ones up the good homie Wade first try. Fakey flip, switch Manny, and then switch tray on flat. Wade wasn't too pleased because he had to do his trick again. Ended up doing switch flip nose Manny. But just goes to show that some fucking raw talent inside of that kid, man. Yeah, that shit was jokes. Go back to season one because we have a full interview with Bobby there. So that's a good place to get some stories from the horse's mouth. That was that was a dope interview. I think I might have told this in that interview. But um, so me, Morgan Smith and our boy Cody Brown had like a lifelong contest to do a bar hop handicap ramps over the rail or whatever i don't know what the fuck we just call them bar hops you know the ones i don't know we've been skating for like 15 years plus at this point and somehow none of us had ever done one because there's not really any really easy ones in toronto and so i'm skating with bobby and i tell him all about that contest and then me and him are like all right yo we're gonna we're gonna find one and do one like this week because i was about to move to calgary next thing you know bobby does one on Dundas Street and I was like fuck I'm jealous then me and him go and like try and do this next one and he's ollieing it like so easily and I'm just bunting like jumping over the rail almost catching my feet I moved to Calgary of course do the bar hop out there dust Cody and Morgan next thing I know Bobby's like back three and one in California so that's just a, a glimpse into his quick progression within like a month or two of us trying to do our first one he was back threeing like a huge one in california so that was pretty sick yeah bobby's interview is full of good stories man the king shit story there's all sorts <laughs> of them, man yeah that was savage listen to that interview super thankful bobby was one of our first interviewees ever 
All right, next up, we got an email from Dan Co. Yo, Dono and Ghost, reaching out from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Canada's brother. Thanks for kicking off another season for the people. We needed this. I'm going to hit you with an illegal slash not illegal rapid fire. Our group chat has some opposing opinions on these tricks. There is the argument that it depends on who is doing it. Let's ignore that and just give us a quick answer on these. Oh, man, this is going to be easy. Front tail to switch crook. Illegal. We'd never do it. Mark Suchu did one in that like Pulaski video, which was cool because the ledge was kind of like popped out. But yeah, you ain't catching me or Donald doing one of those ever. 50-50 to front blunt. Oh, it's horrible. Hella illegal. I'm a fan of Dakota Servold and he did probably the gnarliest one ever. But you ain't catching us do one of those either. Yeah, if you're doing it at the extent that Dakota's doing it, then all right. Next up, front smith kickflip. Not a fan, yo. It's funny you asked in this interview because, uh, as we heard, Grant is not a fan, and we already kind of all agreed that we're not a fan of this one. It's not, like, highly illegal. I don't know. I remember Caswell Berry did, like, a clean-ass one on a rail that was dope. I feel like a few years ago there was a phase where everyone did theirs. Yeah, I did my one at SH Armstrong just to do it, you know, when you just learn a trick because it's, like, in the now, and the you're just like, trick. oh, can I do it? Do it. Never going to film it or do it again. And then one of our personal favorites, Half Cap Nose 270. Woo! Gotta love a Half Cap Nose 270. That's a little kid trick. Yeah, never gonna film one, but they are fun as hell, especially when you get like a nice gym floor, nice and slippery. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But for the most part, all four of those are illegal, man. Also, let's get my boy Jack Olson on the pod. Ghost mentioned in the past that he can come on whenever. Email me back for his cell number. Thanks, guys. Jeez. All respect. Get it. Next up, we got an email from Van Hoagland. Yo, my dudes, huge fan of the pod. Love the season so far. Been a Dallas Cowboys fan my whole life and wonder who or what company you would relate them to in the skate industry. Being America's team, but also very hated on and always seem to come up short despite having talent. Damn, that's a crazy question. It's the Birdhouse team, dog. Oh, true. They got some talent, but they just can't put it all together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. They always seem to get in each other's way. They're kind of like America's team because Tony Hawk is like the first skater you think about if you're not a skater. I'm sure if you pulled like a thousand random people on the street, they'd be like Tony Hawk, Birdhouse. Yeah, that's... That's good, but they didn't come up short, really. They kept winning King of the Road. Yeah, but they came up short in in the real skater's eyes, man. (laughs) They can win King of the Road all they want. Uh, They'll never win our hearts. Yeah, I like that. Let's go with with Birdhouse. All right, next up, we have an email from Scott Childs. Hey, Bunters, I need some legal advice. How legal are bigger spins? And at what exact degree of rotation does the law start to become super violated? I'm assuming anything over 540 would be immediately illegal since there's no way you're actually scooping at that point and not just pulling a Hail Mary. Let's see what happens, Spin. I also like to know if you could rename any super legal tricks to the COVID flip or Corona flip. What trick would it be and why? The grossest looking trick I can think of is a tray flip body vario. Let's call it the COVID flip from here on out and distance ourselves from anyone caught doing them. (laughs) Thanks for all your fine reporting and shout out to Riff Raff Skate Shop in St. John's, New Brunswick. Keep supporting those local shops. I can't even get down with 540s. I think 360 is where it stops for me in street skating, dog. 
Oh, for sure. Dude, that just brought me way back, though. Our boy Duncan McNaughton back in the day <laughs> when we were young and like trick selection wasn't, you know, exactly a priority. Our boy Duncan, who everyone used to call like the circus guy for his circus tricks, he used to do like tail slide or switch nose slide, big spin out. But then he started doing like switch nose slide, 540 shoves out. And it was like, oh shit. And then I remember at one point it was like, you know, when you'd hear stuff around town, it's like, yo, Duncan's going to try the 720 shove today. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yo, meet at commerce at four. Duncan's going for the 720 shove and he would do like switch nose put his feet like so close together as soon as he stopped sliding like bend down and just fucking try and he helicopter flip the hell out of it and spin a 720 shove and I remember like this is my first maybe two three years skating I was in awe like just like so hyped on him and like me and Noah and like whoever was filming like it'd be like this big like yeah like you got it today duncan like he'd been trying it for like months that was some good memories but yes nowadays like a 270 shove is as far as as far as we're willing to go you know what i'm saying 360 shove or i don't know any 540 flip or even like a cab 540 that shit's obviously a little extreme a little too much but shouts to duncan holy shit d jones next up we got a voice note we've been waiting for for far too long. It's Theo Banks's grand return. Let's take a listen. Oh God! Oh please! Yeah, don't 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 hurt me! Don't hurt me! Well, maybe you shouldn't have cut me off. Give me your phone. Hello. This is you know who calling into you know where. I understand that we have an imposter on our hands. While I have been off the grid for the past year and a half, I still have connections to the inside world. Let me inform you, Leo Ranks. You have no idea the hurt and carnage I can bestow on you. And your little life building spots around your city. Let me tell you one thing. You stop calling into the bunt, or else you will be a spot. I got a cousin, Tony, who's just fine with a cement truck. Maybe we could use you for the fill. Have a nice day, boys. I'll call back soon. Theo Banks is back in the building. Leo Ranks, man. Consider this a warning, dog. <laughs> Yo, I'm so hyped he's alive. I mean, I feel like the last two voice notes we got from him, he was on the run. You know what I'm saying? We heard gunshots in the background and shit. Some prison break shit. Bruv, Theo Banks, so happy to have you back. Checking in on your boys. Hope you're well. Leo Ranks, man. Careful. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Make sure you get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com. Theo, we hope we hear from you next week, G. Hell yeah. Welcome back to the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. 
We've gone through the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers. Only one thing left to do is the tight ends, baby. But first things first, one more domino fell in the quarterback game. The Red Rocket himself, or is it the Red Rifle, whatever you call him. <laughs> he can't win in prime time, so he's heading to the perfect team. Andy Dalton is heading over to the Cowboys. Is this disrespectful to Dak? Damn, yo, shots fired at the Cowboys, Doug. Is it disrespectful to Dak? No, I think it's a good signing, and I think if Dak had already signed, this move would be getting praised and there'd be no controversy, you know? It'd just be like, yo, that's a fucking elite backup quarterback. Get on the Cowboys. But oh, yeah. because of the whole Dak thing lingering. And yo, I'm I'm sick of buying into all this Dallas shit. It seems like every offseason someone holds out and there's some drama and then they end up paying them through the roof. People always speculate that it's just Jerry Jones wanting to keep the Cowboys in everyone's mouth and just steal headlines well at this point i'm not falling for it again i think that's going to be the case again they're doing a great job because everyone's talking about the cowboys every damn week what do you think at this day and age anything can happen to your quarterback at any time so having a viable backup option is obviously a must just look what happened in new orleans last year drew Brees goes down if teddy bridgewater isn't there to carry the load who knows if they would have made the playoffs right real talk yeah so moving over to the tight ends i think he was the number one tight end in fantasy for a long time austin hooper switching spots heading over to cleveland how do you feel about the pickup i don't know man cleveland's a big question mark to me they still have njoku who everyone's always talking about his potential well it's about time we fucking saw some of it so hopefully he doesn't get injured but i think he'll probably regress if anything although we did see that baker likes likes his tight ends in the red zone so i don't know it, it wasn't an exciting destination for me there's so many receivers there already and then there's kareem hunt who's catching the short yardage passes as well and joke who's going to be healthy beckham's still there landry so i'm expecting him to take a hit i don't think i'm drafting him austin hooper will automatically vault over top of Njoku, and like i've said once on this pod and i'll say it again this is baker mayfield's year this is the one we thought he was going to have last year he's ready obj is healthy kareem hunt from the get-go it's time for the browns to do something with this team and adding austin hooper is just what do they say another feather in his cap is that a saying <laughs> i don't know but if they flop again this year holy shit, man that's uh unforgivable and it might be time to start thinking of Baker as more of a bust. Pressure's on, cuz. Remember all those Baker jerseys we saw last year in Cleveland? And how the crowd started leaving the game early? Oh, man. I have a Baker jersey. Oh, man. Another tight end on the move. Eric Ebron, one of your favorite free agent pickups from a couple years ago, heading over to the Steelers. Does this improve his fantasy stock? I think so, man. Um, two years ago... He had no one to, to really fight for uh, targets with because Jack Doyle went down, came back for a second and went down again, which is when he had like his uh, career best season. I think what well, you said, 13 touchdowns two years ago. Then last mm -hmm. season, Doyle came back and he wasn't nearly as productive. Vance McDonald seemed to take a step backwards last season. And they I think they got rid of uh, Jesse James last year as well. So. Uh, I don't know. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for Ebron. I don't know if I'm I'm gonna target him, but like if you miss out on the studs, he's someone to look at late in the later rounds. I'm I'm excited for the potential, man, with Big Ben flinging that bitch. You.
talk about potential. Let's move over to OJ Howard. The Gronk comes in, takes up a lot of space in that tight end room, but someone with the potential and athleticism of OJ Howard playing beside a guy like Gronk, who's going to take up a lot of the defense's attention. What do you think we'll see out of OJ Howard this year? I'm an OJ Howard truther, big believer. I was so pissed I didn't get him on draft day <laughs> last year. And then obviously hyped that I didn't once I saw what actually happened. And he was in, he was in Bruce Arians' doghouse for most of the season. Showed some flashes later in the year. We know he's an athletic beast. Hopefully we're looking at a young Gronk and, Jason and Aaron Hernandez situation where it uh, looks like sky's the limit for, for both tight ends. It's going to be sick, man. And like you said, if Gronk's sucking the defense towards him, I'm hoping OJ Howard has a massive bounce back. It's going to be a breakthrough year for OJ the Juice, man. And this week, some good news that the world is headed in the right direction. Arenas are opening up. NBA players and NHL players are going to be allowed to start training again on a limited basis. couple coaches and max four players at a time. But it looks like we're heading in the right direction here. We might get to see a conclusion to these NHL and NBA seasons, man. Fingers crossed all around for sports in general. I just can't stop thinking about what, let's say the playoffs start, you know, you're in the second round or whatever, and then all of a sudden Kawhi Leonard gets coronavirus or, you know, Giannis gets coronavirus, LeBron, someone where it's like, there's just going to be an asterisk next to the whole season. Cause it's like the dude's still going to be healthy enough to play, but it's just most of these athletes, you know, are asymptomatic cause they're such like physical beasts or imagine the torture of that. It's like, Oh, LeBron and Giannis both got, got coronavirus. Or imagine like one guy on one team gets it and then all of his teammates get it or half the team gets it. Like, it's just so sketch. I just don't know how they're going to go about that, but I'm just crossing my fingers that we get these seasons and that everyone stays healthy. Hey man, the UFC, the progressive organization that it is, <laughs> said, fuck the coronavirus. We're doing it anyways. Empty stadium on Saturday night. Joe Rogan's out there shaking people's hands. He ain't scared of the virus. You know Joe Rogan would be asymptomatic, but they got it done. A full fight card. It was absolutely insane. Tony Ferguson been talking trash for months. Been preparing for Khabib since November. So I'll give him that. He was looking to fight someone other than Justin Gaethje. But man, did he ever get his ass whipped. But kudos to him because you can't knock him out. His head's made of steel or something, man. That shit just fucking gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about how their brains are going to be after they retire. But uh, shouts to the UFC. Of course, we could rely on Florida and Jacksonville, which opened up their beaches so long ago <laughs> to host it. Glad to see some sports are, are bouncing back and hoping for more to come soon. In the meantime, though, at least we have the last dance documentary episode seven and eight this week. And God damn, were they packed jam packed. Yo, I can't wait for nine, ten. And I'm so sad that it's coming to an end, man. This just feels like a part of our life now, yo. We need this to go on, man. Longer and longer. But these two episodes, did they leave us with a lot of information we didn't know about? Scotty Pippen pulling himself at the end of the game there because Phil was drawing a play for Kukoc. We talked about this a little bit. Kind of an unheard of thing to do. Yeah, I don't back it at all, but it was crazy to see how much, like, he's the most beloved bull 
of that era right all the teammates say it nicest dude so they're all in tears and he apologized and shit the only thing that struck me was that he doubled down and said he would do it again it's just i don't know i don't get that but he came back and dunked all over ewing in the next game so that was dope we got to see a little bit of the emotional side of jordan seeing how he dealt with the media and how the media would always seem to try and find something wrong with him whether it was his gambling or when his dad passed away trying to link him to the story and then going on to his retirement we got to see a lot of jordan that we didn't really know yeah first of all that media coverage was despicable whatever we'll leave that at that but yeah it was it was crazy to see uh jordan you know tear up twice and i almost tear i almost cried when when he's crying after that fourth championship that was crazy but it was just hilarious to see him go from laughing belly laughing at gary payton to then the, the true emotions came out for all the people that think like jordan's a robot it was it was nice to see this side of him and it was so unexpected at the end of episode seven when he just when he says break and he's about to like tear up i was like damn yo i wasn't expecting mm -hmm. that it seems like it takes the ultimate moment like winning a championship or something crazy in his personal life to have the real emotional side of him come out like it takes the maximum situation yeah we all bleed red and so does jordan i guess it's kind of nice to see that the greatest athlete of all time is in fact human two stories that made him seem not human the bj armstrong and lebradford smith <laughs> talking about the ultimate revenge i absolutely love that i kind of love how jordan's like insane in his own way but it just makes you realize that that's that's the kind of shit it takes if you want to be remembered as an all-time great on his level i mean there's obviously other ways to go about it like you know magic johnson doesn't seem like he was insane like that but he still won five <laughs> five out of nine chips to the finals maybe if he was crazier he would have gone nine for nine who knows but i respect it i don't know his teammates all seem to have come around over the years right that was really interesting to see too yeah he was a dick and shit but then they all say but it worked and you know it doesn't seem like any of them have any regrets coming into this doc me and you both were prepping to see the dark side of jordan that people have been talking about forever and so far most of these stories of him being on his teammates and being the ultra serious competitor that he is haven't rubbed me the wrong way at all even the story with steve kerr and when he states how small he felt afterwards punching the little guy in the face like i didn't think it was that bad if you think about when you're on teams and you're in those ultra competitive moments like you're outside your body sometimes like even in men's league sometimes i know that i'm fucking acting crazy on the bench when i'm yelling at cody but it's literally an uncontrollable emotion almost <laughs> yeah trust me i i feel you 100 percent in high school i would barely pass gym class even though i was you know arguably the best athlete in our grade i was getting by getting by with like 55 percent in gym class because i was yelling at everyone my sportsmanship was horrible because i was a little jordan-esque <laughs> i'd be we'd be playing like co-ed volleyball and i'd be yelling at the guys the girls it didn't matter who because i just wanted to win so when i see all this shit, it just cracks me up if anything i fucking love it one of the coolest things in these two episodes was going behind the scenes on Space Jam, knowing it was the season after he had made his comeback. He had to train extra hard, seeing the facilities that they built him 
were just absolutely insane. That gym and some of those pickup games, that could have been some of the best basketball ever played, man. Well, I don't know about that because I'm going to I'm gonna stick to the dream team practices were because I was just listening to the... I said some. Yeah, yeah. I said some. But here, I got a little tidbit for you. I was just listening to the dream team, or sorry, the Jalen and Jacoby. After every episode, if you're a big fan of The Last Dance, you should go listen to Jalen and Jacoby because they interview the director. After every episode, he dropped the knowledge that uh, George Clooney and Hollywood dudes were playing in these games as well. So it wasn't all NBA dudes. It was just like a who's who celebrity slash NBA kind of thing. All the biggest stars. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, so sick. So sick. The funny thing, when I was watching that, I was thinking Jordan is approaching Space Jam in probably the exact opposite way that LeBron's approaching Space Jam 2. <laughs> Jordan wants to be on set the least, and you know LeBron is loving the spotlight. Oh, I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of LeBron, I almost can't blame him as much just because of the age we're in, you know, this social media age we're in but lebron is such a kook on social media it's insane like you know how like, <laughs> you know, like his workout videos yeah you know how his skaters were so like fucking judgmental of each other and like everyone has to like you know bragging and shit like that is just so frowned upon and just like being full of yourself so frowned upon in skateboarding like he's so bad in terms of basketball like damian lillard's like yo i don't need to post a fucking workout video i'm putting in work and i'm coming back every year and you're seeing my improvement lebron's the complete opposite he's like let me put on the tightest tights i can find take my shirt off and just be screaming and fucking dancing around on social media 24 7 to each their own but i could only imagine jordan would be fucking way stealthier i feel like if he was around these days Let's wrap this up with a little bit of Gary Payton and the Seattle Supersonics talk in that last championship we saw at the end of episode eight and the clip of Jordan watching back what Gary Payton had said, just laughing. That was so gold. I thought, I always think MJ's gonna be like, say something nice about someone. Like I thought he was gonna be like, laugh and then be like oh man i love gary because i know like they're friends to this day and respect each other but he doesn't even slide in a, a little compliment before saying <laughs> then we dusted him he just laughs and he's like ah i wasn't worried about gary like i had bigger things on my mind yeah that, that was amazing i love how they they did that i've never seen that in a doc where you just hand the guy the ipad uh it had such a dope element and then reggie miller saying it was his chance to retire michael jordan Oh, man, I can't wait for next week. And I hope our boy, who is a big inspiration for the bunt, Jalen Rose, is uh, I hope he's part of 910 one way or another. All right, y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Wrap up this episode of the bunt. And by the time you hear it from us next, the last dance will be done as well. Damn. Peace. Still.